I shot 40 weddings last year at six to $7,000 average and made 250K. 2019 this year, I have 20 weddings with almost $450,000 in revenue. So I shot less and almost doubled my revenue by scaling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Brandsit Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davey Jones. Today's episode features photographer Devin Robinson, founder of Anchor and Veil and co-owner of the Creative Summit. I had the opportunity to catch Devin's breakout session at United, where he presented on an Instagram strategy that was really unlike anything else that I've heard about making Instagram work for your business. Regardless of whether you think you can make this strategy work for you, I think there are a lot of really helpful insights in this episode. Also, if you're a photographer looking for a conference, check out Creative, and that's Creative spelled K-R-E-A-T-I-V. The next conference is in January, and it features a great lineup of educators, plus it's in sunny Florida, which as far as I'm concerned, is the place to be in the middle of January. Be sure to check out the show notes at DavianCrista.com for the resources we mentioned during the episode, and I want to hear from you. Let me know what kind of content you'd like to see on the Branson Book Podcast as we move forward. You can leave your feedback by heading on over to the Davian Krista Facebook page, or by sending us a DM on Instagram at DavianCrista. Now, on to the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Brands That Book Podcast. I'm here with Devin Robinson. Devin is somebody that uh, I just got to hang out with at Show It United. Loved his breakout presentation, which is largely what we're going to be talking about today. But Devin's actually a guy that I've been trying to get on the podcast for a while now. I'm glad that this has finally come together. But Devin, welcome. Heck yeah, man. Well, uh, I was about to say welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, man. No, I am so, so glad to be here. I know I've been listening to your podcast and super encouraged. And let me just tell you, really challenged too, because when you first came out with your podcast, I was like, I got to get more of my episodes out there. I'm like, man, I got to I gotta work hard. Like and so, man, I'm really encouraged by you and your consistency that you've had in this podcast, and 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 I'm just, man, it's been awesome. And so, I'm glad, you know, I followed you from afar, and uh, it was really cool, just really connecting this past, I guess, two weeks ago. Oh, I don't know, well, yeah. two weeks ago at uh, Show at United, man. So, really awesome and very thankful for you, man. Well, I really appreciate that. And you know, we talked about this, but you have a great Facebook group for photographers. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But I think it's one of the better Facebook groups that I'm a part of, and I feel like. I'm in so many different Facebook groups just because we contribute content in so many different groups, but you just do such a good job of connecting with your people on a consistent yeah, thank basis. Thank you so much. That means the world, man. I appreciate that. But fun fact about uh, podcasting. So I, I don't know what you found with your own podcast, but I feel like it's been such a great way to connect with people. One thing that I've in, that I've learned about podcasting is that the average show last seven episodes before somebody gives up. 
I heard that. I heard like there's a seven episode hump that if you can get by it, then you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. So it, that's crazy to me. Uh, but I understand there's a lot of technical pieces that go into it. And, you know, the equipment can get a little expensive. You, for instance, are using the, the Rolls Royce of podcasting mics. I'm pretty jealous. Uh, but hey, you wrote it down, so I, I'm pretty sure you'll be getting it as well. Uh, and, and you know, I it was so. one of those things where I was like, you know, if I'm going to spend some time in this, I know audio really matters, and I I also like things, and so um, which is yeah. dangerous. And this it makes me excited to talk into it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yes, I'll do another episode today. <laughs> so yeah, it's awesome. But I also love you've built like almost a studio. Uh, for yourself down here, and it looks legit. I'm in the I'm in like the back corner of a room right now. So, but anyways, we're gonna we're gonna dive into to our content for today. We're gonna be mostly be talking about Instagram. You presented on uh, social media in general. I think with a with a emphasis though on Instagram at United, and it was one of the uh, if not the best. I think presentation that I've heard on Instagram. Oh, I think you just you flip so many different things right on their head. Uh, your approach, I just think, is it's just backwards from what other people are teaching. And I think I, I think it was a breath of fresh air because you're approaching it from like a truly business oriented perspective. Like, oh yeah, hey, how is how is Instagram going to get me more bookings? So I thought it was a fascinating conversation. Less about things like likes. You know, and I, I'm sure you've been following the news, like Instagram apparently is going to start hiding likes anyways. Yep. And it's just, it never was important to begin with. And I'm, I'm kind of excited to not be hearing from people. Oh, you know, I've, my engagement's down. People aren't liking my photos. Who cares? Um, or, you know, whatever. Exactly. Who cares? Um, so I'm excited to dig, dig into it with you. First though, tell us a little bit about how you got started. How did you start uh, Anchor and Veil Photography? That's the name of your business. What, what's your entrepreneurial journey look like? Yeah, man. Uh, so... I, you know, I never really realized it, but you know, for, for a long time, I think like I've had this kind of entrepreneurial mindset in my life, like where I used to take like these really weird pin, like in elementary school. And I've just thought about this, but like, I used to take these really weird pins and I would like take out the, the ink section of them and put like candy in them or like this little like powdered candy called Lucas, which like, I don't know if anybody uh, ever knows of. <laughs> and then like, I would put that in there and I'd sell them at school. And so like, I'm in elementary school creating something and selling it. And uh, I've always had this kind of entrepreneur spirit where I've always known that there's a need and, it, and I've always wanted to be that person that's met that need and provided like some sort of product or service to meet that need. And so it's kind of been in me uh, all my life, which has been really interesting. And coming out of college, I, I got a camera actually specifically, like I went into debt, got a camera specifically so I can make videos for my college ministry and we can just make stupid videos. And I actually, uh, the, the night that I like asked my wife out on a date, I was like, she was like just all really nice with her friends from like India. They'd come in town and they're all hanging out and she was like hey can you come hang out and I was like yeah well me and my boys were in jerseys and fitteds because we we're just filming a music <laughs> video and so uh so I was like we're gonna come in that stuff and so uh it was just so ridiculous and I bought a camera just for just to make dumb videos and then eventually somebody you know of course was like oh hey would you shoot my wedding and I was like you know like probably not for free and they're like well we got 500 bucks and I was like oh you know yeah that's cool cool <laughs> and then I got home to Catherine I was like let's go 500 dollars what 
what? So like, um, I, you know, I started out like everybody else, like $500, like, let's go. My first two weddings, $500. And then after that kind of, so that was back in, I guess 2012 was the very first wedding I ever did. I'd never been to a wedding. I'd never, <laughs> like, I'd never done anything. I shot that thing by myself. Like, didn't even care. And, uh, and you know, it was all right. So, and then in 2013, my wife and I started Anchor and Vel Photography, LLC, uh, right when we had gotten married, 12, 15, 12. So um, the end of 2012, had three weddings in 2013. 2014, had 14 weddings. 2015, I was teaching at a high school, coaching football and baseball and shooting 25 weddings. And that year we were like, okay. And I didn't do it like, like, listen, I, I am all, I'm zero to a hundred. I'm all or nothing. And I, I do think there's a lot of value in like the cost benefits analysis, but I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And so um, I was like, hey, it looks like I make enough money over here to replace my income. So I'm just going to quit my job. And so I did that. And I was like, hey, babe, you want to quit too? And she's like, she's like super high stress. And she's like, (laughs) no. And I'm like, I really think you should quit. And so then she quit in December. And so since... 2015, we've kind of been full time where it's been like, you know, 25 weddings, 2015, 2016, 17 and 18. It was like 45 weddings. And then this year, 2019, I have 25, but I also have five photographers, two cinematographers, four second shooters. And so uh, they have, they're carrying a, a good load. And then next year, your boy's got eight weddings, which I'm thankful for. While at, as of right now, I think this is, what is this, November? We've got about 60 weddings on the books and only eight of them are mine. And none of them are in Charlotte or one of them is in Charlotte and the rest are just kind of around the world. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's an incredible story. Uh, there's something, so many people that I've interviewed, so many people that I know in the industry have some sort of teaching and coaching background. You yeah, know? So it's I really a, interesting. Taught high school English, was a, it was a high school lacrosse coach uh, before stepping away to join uh, Crystal full-time with this. Uh, I wonder what connection there is between uh, being in education or teaching and, I mean, the photography industry in p- particular, but just being an entrepreneur, because there's got to be something. Yeah, there, there is. A, it's interesting. I th- you know what I think it is? I also do think it's a desire to give back and fit a need because there's there's kids that the need is for them to be educated. And I think there's a selfless aspect to it. And uh, I think there's that's a, that could be a big part of it. Who knows? I just thought about that randomly just now. So maybe, maybe not. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of what we learn in the classroom, just in terms of like resilience and persistence and, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, dealing with all the stuff that we end up having to deal with in business. Uh, and, you know, and you have to be a good people person because you got to talk to parents and you have to be somewhat decent at details because you got to come up with class stuff that I never came up with in the principal would always be like Devin you need to submit your class thing in Bobber and I'm like shoot it's like Tuesday you know and it's like <laughs> um, so uh, no I was never good at that I was like I need an assistant for my teaching so like it just didn't work well but but I you know it is something interesting about that I do I do want to dive into Instagram here in a second but I, I have a question about you growing your team in particular because I mean you, your business really took off but at, at some point you brought on team members. Yeah. What what kind of happened? You know, what was kind of the the realization of, oh wow, you know, I can grow this beyond myself. I think when we we think about scaling, people's minds immediately go to education, which is all fine and good, but you can scale, you know, a service-based business through hiring a team. So what was the realization there for you and and when did you when did you start bringing on associates? So yeah, I love business. Like that is I mean, I love photography and I think I'm decent at photography. My work is different. Um, and a po- probably a lot of people listening to this podcast has not seen my work, but like <laughs> it's different. And, um, and I do love it. 
but and I love the art out of it. Uh, but I love business, love business, and I am the type of person that like every five years I start thinking of like what <laughs> yeah, can I do good. next? What can I do next? And so I kind of hit that moment, and and I got to a point for me that I was like, okay, as far as a photography business is concerned, it's a very personal brand. And so I don't like, I don't want to be left with the business that when I leave it, I have nothing left to show for spending the last seven years of my life, pouring my, pouring my life into this business. So I go, okay, so how can I make this sellable or how can I make this scalable? Mm -hmm. The only two ways to do that as a photography business that I found was to either get a studio and have a studio that's fairly turnkey, reproducible, uh, print sales, things like that, because that's much more sellable than a personal brand is, or to to have a team that becomes fairly turnkey as well, that one is sellable and is scalable. And so that's what I decided to do instead was to, to be able to do something like that, that in turn allows me to have, like, listen, I shot 40 weddings last year at, I don't know, six to $7,000 average and made 250K. This year, like in, oh no, that's this year, 2019. Mm-hmm. In 2020, I have eight weddings. No, sorry, that was, let me let me rewind that. That was 2018. 2019, this year, I have 20 weddings with four almost $450,000 in revenue. So I shot less and doubled, almost doubled my revenue by scaling. And so like, that's just good business. Like that's just, it's a no brainer for me. And my work is different. It's not like, like I, so I, I love people that sell, like, like Jordan and Amy sell a really cool, like posing and posing and presets that makes their photo, like people's photos look very similar to theirs. I don't have a style that people can look very similar to mine. And, but like, at the end of the day, I was like, it's a photography business. My clients don't necessarily know the exact difference in my style, but they know it's different. And all I have to do is train somebody to be fairly similar to provide a great experience mm-hmm. and my my clients won't know the difference. And so it's just one of those things that I decided to put myself in like my, I think, I think artists and especially artists have this weird, like creative pride about themselves that is like, mm-hmm. nobody does this like me. Nobody can shoot this like me. And I'm like, <laughs> get over yourself. Like there's a reason why starving artists are starving. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And like, that's mm-hmm. it right there. And so I'm just like, uh, and so I decided to just kind of get over myself and scale. And, uh, uh, you know, and amazing. again, just kind of this attitude and this approach, again, fresh breath of fresh air, I think. And if you're listening, like I said, Devin has a great Facebook group. And I think you get a lot more of this. And you're always in there sharing details about, you know, how you're doing things like this, which I really appreciate. So real quick, can you just tell people where they can find that Facebook group? Yeah, so you could do Anchored Education. Or you could search for Anchored Education, or you can go to anchoredfb.com. Or if you want and you like to text, you can text 704-486-2620 and text anchored to that, or sorry, anchor to 704-486-2620. And I'll actually send you like my black and white presets. You'll also get uh, how I find, what we'll talk about today, how I find ideal clients, like a whole video on that. And then also my 10 tips of composition. So like you'll get a bunch of things just by texting that number and it'll send you um, kind of that information. So like, and then you can also join the group from that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the things that I do want to mention before we move on to Instagram here is that uh, while you, you know, you had emphasized that you're, that you love the business side of things, I don't want you to discount the photography side of things because one of your images in particular, I think one of my favorite images, and I, yeah, I'm not even going to try to describe it here, but I used it in uh, one of my slides. It was one of the first slides I used in my keynote. So great photographer as well. But Let's move on to uh, Instagram. One of the first questions you asked during your breakout presentation, and this is, you know, as like in this moment, interest peaked, and it was this, how many people 
can you follow on Instagram? That was the that was the question that you posed to uh, the group that was there, and I had no idea. So, can you go into why you asked that question and kind of what your approach to Instagram is? Yeah, man. So, what I love about Instagram is like I think that there's this really interesting misconception about Instagram in business, and that people think it's about us. It's not about us at all. So, like you mm-hmm. know. I love people that teach on like, show yourself, be more you in your Instagram. Like, that's great. Like, that's awesome. Yes, you will attract your tribe like that or make your Instagram aesthetically pleasing and things like that. Like, sure, you could totally do that or post consistently. Like, sure, you could totally do that. But like one of my slides also said, it's not about you. Like it's, it's not about mm-hmm. you. Instagram is not about you as much as we like to think it is. It's not about your work. Like there's two people in the world that love my work. One of them is me. And then the other person is my mom. Like I'm not <laughs> even joking, you know, I, and I said this, my mom has somebody else's wedding photo as the background of her photo because she's like, I love this photo. I'm like, mom, that's not even me. Like you don't even know this person, but that's your background because she loves my photos. You know, I, I, I'm like, Hey, Catherine, my wife, I'm like, look at this photo of, this is so amazing. One of my favorites I've ever taken. And she's like, oh, that's cool. You know, like, and I'm like, what do you mean? That's cool. <laughs> so like, um, it's just one of those things where, like nobody cares. What they care about is how your photos make them feel. And so like Maya Angelou, mm-hmm. she says, people will forget what you do. They'll forget what you say, but they'll never forget how you make them feel. And so Instagram, what I've decided to do is like, I see everything from the end user's perspective. Like how is, like, how does my client, my target audience use Instagram? So what I'm going to do then is I'm going to meet them where they are. And that's how I'm going to use Instagram. It's not about me. And so like, I I mean, I guess this is good because it brings validation to this. But uh, if I were to bring up my numbers right now, you know, and I actually do it because I actually, I'm, I'm a numbers person. And I would much rather give you guys legit numbers than to to, to then give you like some kind of estimations. I'm in my Tave right now. This year for Instagram alone, I've gotten 114 leads and it's generated $181,000 in revenue just from Instagram. And so um, what I've done is I've actually gone to the end user and I've, I've met them where they are and I've used relationships to do that rather than my work. So like I post maybe once a week, maybe maybe once a week, maybe once every two weeks. And so it's not about like how consistently I post. It's not about what I'm posting, but it's me. And and if you look, my engagement is still extremely high on posting maybe once or two, twice every week. And so now the video I just posted, it had somebody else's song. So Instagram like like not banned it, but they like blocked it. So because it was somebody else's song, so that doesn't have that high of engagement. But like my post before that, I'll have really high engagement because like it, it's not about or like me posting and hoping they just come to me. It's me going to them, meeting them where they are and feeding. And I don't know how long and what your next question is, but I'm about to go on a little thing, but it's about me feeding the narcissism of our culture. <laughs> I talked about this in this the thing. It's like, okay, we really about to we really about to dive in. Is that cool with you, Davey? Yeah, yeah. So I want to first. Can you answer the answer the question that you posed uh, <laughs> in the beginning the of the breakout, which is how many how many people can you follow on Instagram? And so that was seventy five hundred, right? Seventy five hundred is the is the yep. That's the answer. Uh, and Instagram won't let you follow any more than that, which I hate. And, but. Yeah, just before we before you dive in, I do want to kind of draw a contrast to what what one typically hears during an Instagram presentation, which is a focus on how am I going to get more likes, how am I going to get more engagement, and it's often by sort of a passive approach, kind of a lot of the things that you just mentioned. And I just want to be clear: I'm not saying that these things are bad that I'm about to mention. 
yeah, uh, you know, like uh, having an aesthetically pleasing feed, um, posting somewhat consistently. So whether that be once a week or a couple times a day, I will say that one of the great things about the algorithm, and I know people hate, you know, the, the algorithm for whatever reason, but it kind of, it's nice because the algorithm lets you post once a week, but you could still be top of feed when somebody signs on, you know, th- that that post from last week could still be top of feed for somebody when they sign on the week after. Yep. So I do think that there is a silver lining to the algorithm there. Oh, but I love again, the, what, I, bro, I love the algorithm. We'll talk all <laughs> about that too. I love I, it. And, and this, so this is why I appreciate this approach uh, so much because it's more of an active approach. And, and again, less about you, more about seeking out people who could work with you. So with that said, I'll let you, I'll let you dive into it. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think that's super important because we will talk about the algorithm and how like, bro, the, the algorithm is my best friend. It's amazing. And so we'll talk about that with social media. But I was saying is like, we do live in a really interesting culture where, and I think the premise of what I do and why I do it is because I understand the end user and where their attention is and, and how they, and how they, how they react and how they use Instagram and how Instagram affects them. And so uh, in 2016, the association of some kind of thing, um, psychological thingy place, it said that um, they did a, a study on kids. can't remember how many, I think it's 32 kids between 16 and 18. They showed him 142 images, 40 of them were theirs. And so that's about roughly four to five seconds per image. But every single time one of those kids' images, their own image popped up on the screen and they saw affirmation, so likes on those photos, shots of dopamine flew through their brain. And dopamine is directly connected to the uh, reward circuitry aspect of our brain. And so, and it also is associated with things like heroin and sex and drugs and alcohol. Um, and, and what happens is it creates this addictive reaction in our brain to whatever is going on. And so like, Now, hear me out. A lot of people go, well, Devin, that's deceptive. And I'm like, hear me out on how I do this. But also, they're going to get it anyways. Like, they're going to get that shot of dopamine from somebody anyways. So I might as well want it to be me. Now, here's the part where I'm not deceptive about it. What I do is I leverage that for my business and creating authentic relationships with people. Like, I literally sat yesterday in Atlanta during an engagement session. And this girl, she's she's a painter. And I specifically told her, I go, I found you because of, like, your paintings. And I thought it was really cool. And I started following you. And she's like, and then every time, she said this. She goes, every time you like one of my photos I'd be like oh my gosh like boyfriend look he liked one of my photos he's commenting on my photos and this is this guy and it's so awesome and so what's happening is every single time I like and comment on that person's photos there is an automatic association with this this reward circuitry in their brain with my brand and so like when we don't talk about brands that book if you can create that with your brand then you're gonna book and like I walked into a wedding this past weekend. One of the bridesmaids, I had no idea who she was. She came in and she was like, oh my gosh, it's you. She goes, you like and comment on my photos and it makes me feel amazing. She literally word for word said that. Like I never met this girl in my life, but when I walked through the door, she knew exactly who I was and how I made her feel. And like, that's how I generate and able to generate revenue with social media and Instagram is by meeting them where they are, feeding this 
honestly, this narcissistic desire that they have. There was another, there was another statistic and it said, you know, 48% of people, male and female will take one to two selfies before finding the one they want. And then it went on and it said 26% of females will take, I think it said between five and 10 selfies, no, five and seven selfies before they find the one they want. And then it said 7% of females will take 11 to 15 selfies before finding the one they want. So you better believe I'm going to be the one that affirms the selfie that they chose out of 11 through 15 <laughs> because that's the reason why it took them 11 to 15 selfies, right? Like they want they want the one that's going to get the most affirmation on it. So you better believe that I'm going to be the one that affirms that narcissism that she has to, to take 11 to 15 selfies. And so I do that through what I call authentic, streamlining authentic engagement. Um, like I'm not sitting there retyping everything over and over and over and over. I actually use keyboard shortcuts. So if you use an iPhone, I can help you with this. If you don't, I have no idea where to find this for you. But um, <laughs> if you have an iPhone, you just go to your settings, general keyboard text replacement. And I have things like where I'll say, um, you know, I see somebody get engaged and this is where the algorithm helped me. I've commented, you know, this text replacement canned, but it's authentic. It's It sounds super authentic. It's not like rad snap or like killing it or whatever. <laughs> it says like when somebody gets engaged, I'll type dream wedding one word, and I press space, and a full paragraph populates, and it says, "Ah, congrats, swooning over that, swooning over that ring. Um, you uh, enjoy planning your dream wedding. If you need anything, don't hesitate to let 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 us know. We are so excited for you." And then it's like heart eyes emoji, firework emoji, ring emoji, like <laughs> flames, you know, like all of those things. But it sounds really, really authentic for them, and like it seems really authentic. So they always comment and like, "Oh my gosh, thank you so much." And then, Davy, this is what I do. I go directly to the DMs from there, like directly to that girl's DMs. And I type in another keyboard shortcut that says bride freebies. And it says, Hey blank. And then I fill the name in cause I don't want to send Hey blank. I fill their name in <laughs> and it says, uh, let me actually just send it to you. Cause I actually sent a couple today. Uh, let me see what it says here. It says, Hey, holy smokes, girl. I'm so excited for you. I saw you got engaged and wanted to say a more personal congrats. We have loved following you and wanted to give you a free gift from us. Here are some guides to help you plan your dream wedding. And so I've taken like, I've taken Jordan and Amy's engagement session guide and I've taken Caitlin James full guide and I've chopped it up. I've left it really big, but I've also chopped it up to give in more like palatable pieces. And then I say full disclosure, if you grab one, you will get about one email a week for the next two to three months packed with value, helping you to plan your wedding from the photographic standpoint. So now what I've done is I've entered them, I've, I've prefaced them to know that they're going to get entered into a sequence, but the sequence is going to bring a lot of value. So then every single week she's getting, um, I'm building that like, trust, knowability factor with her that no other photographer is doing, nobody else. And so she's constantly being reminded of my brand, why I am the authority on wedding photography and weddings in general, and why she should hire me because I know what I'm talking about. And she's constantly seeing my work. And then I say, you do not have to book us and you can unsubscribe at any time but I have heard so many brides say how helpful it has been I just hope it can be helpful for you the bridal guide is all the smaller ones put together and it is legit the only different one is the engagement session guide but no matter how many you get you will only get one set of emails enjoy planning your dream wedding and if you need anything don't hesitate to let us know not once across the board have I been like email me let's talk about bookings let's talk about pricing we'll send you we'd love to send you it's here give 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 this is for you we we just want to help and so that builds like this this you know this this psychological concept of reciprocity that we all have that she goes my only option now is to pay 
away and then I, I'm, I'm going to get somebody anyways. I might as well get somebody that I trust that knows that it's going to do this. And so there's some relationships that I've built over years because I have fostered through authentic, like streamlining authentic engage, engagement where it's been like, uh, you know, I have I have one for anniversaries where I'm like, oh, happy anniversary to you too. You two are hashtag goals. Uh, another great year is in store for you. And they'll say, oh, thank you. And then I got another keyboard shortcut that says, yeah, girl, like no problem. Love following you. Hope to meet one of these days. And like I'm automatically put in this subconscious like looking forward to meeting you, looking forward to meeting you um, all the time. And gen generally they'll respond and be like, oh my gosh, I've loved following you. I can't wait, you know, stuff like that. And so like that person's already booked, you know, like it's just a matter of time. So this is also the long game, but you can also do this with a short game. I actually had a venue, a girl like, so Charleston, South Carolina, I love Charleston. They've got amazing venues. There's one venue that I absolutely love. And I went to, so if some of you guys are like, well, didn't Devin, how do you find clients? And so <laughs> um, if you go to your location services, I I looked up this venue and I saw, actually, no, I'd already followed her, but you could do this through location services. But um, this is a girl that I'd followed, had engaged with me in the past, like, I, you know, and I tried because she's definitely my target bride and she never engaged with me. And, and then finally she was like, ah, oh, I found our venue. This is gorgeous. So excited. And then I posted on there and I said, so glad you found your venue. You are going to be the most gorgeous bride. And then I was like, now the countdown begins and it's exciting, whatever. That night she saw that, sent me an inquiry. The next day I met with her, she booked us. That's awesome. There's so much, I think there's so much to recap here too. One, again, just to emphasize, this is you going to them, you know, which I really appreciate. Right. And it's not just like this one-off message and you forget about them. You know, like these are these are relationships that you've developed sometimes over the course of a long time. So I don't want it to you know, with, with keyboard short, shortcuts and stuff like that, if people are thinking, oh, this sounds really transactional, well, you know, it's efficient, you know, but I wouldn't say it's transactional. That's right. You know, and again, right. I, I appreciate the extra step of going to people and doing this. I do want to bring up one objection uh, because it came up during the presentation. And so yeah, yeah. I know that especially uh, for guys out there listening, they're probably thinking <laughs> to themselves. And I remember I was standing right next to you. Somebody came up, was like, this is this is awesome, but can it really work for guys? And and the objection that we that we heard was, you know, isn't it weird? Yeah, you know, I guess doesn't it feel skeezy or something for for a guy to be yeah. showing up in these these girls' DMs? <laughs> um, and, but I thought your answer was great, so let's hear uh, it. I'm a guy. <laughs> There's the answer. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm a guy, and I do it, and and they know. And I also will not put anything that I'm not a hundred percent okay with my wife. My wife sat in that presentation, and I read out DMs that I said to girls, and my wife is totally fine with it because, like, that's how I talk to anybody. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Like at that point, what I'm making that person do though is I'm also making them feel valued by my brand. It becomes a personal brand at that point, and it's not some kind of corporate disconnected brand. It's a personal, this is Devin talking to me. Like literally I'm like, I kid you not. I talked to the client yesterday cause we were talking, I mean, she's an artist and I want to help her grow. So I told her about my strategy and she's like, that's so true because she goes, you're the only vendor that I never referenced to your business name. Every time actually her fiance said this, she goes, it was always Devin. It was always Devin. Look at Devin sent this. Look at Devin just emailed us. Look at Devin did this. And like, she knew I was a guy all along and it became a very personal brand, not a skeezy guy slide into my DMS, which I think is super important. Um, I also want to read this one to you. So I got an email. Look at this. January 25th, 2017 from a girl. And she said this, Hey Devin, I didn't share this at the, at the work, the conference. I should have, 
I feel compelled to write this email to you, not to ask for your services yet, but to tell you I find your story and work inspiring. I literally do not know how or why I found you on Instagram, and now I am a follower for sure. Your photos are breathtaking. Outside of your photographs being outstanding, you interact with your followers on a personal level, and while I assume that this is time-consuming, it is worth it. I feel like I know you both from watching your videos, seeing your posts, and always having a like from Anchor and Veil. It's that connection that lets me know that, that you put the maximum effort and love into each one of your sessions, and that you will ultimately lead to me insisting I book you when it's my time. Strangers think you're awesome, and I find you inspirational. Keep up the good work. Now, hold on, Davey. April 5th, 2019, she booked me for her wedding in Vegas. That's awesome. And I think I think one thing that you that I really appreciate about this approach is that you're just I mean, you're interacting with people how you would interact with them in real life. You know, 100%. it's just and and things that we would do for real relationships in real life. Like we would never think to ourselves, "Oh, well, you know, I'm just going to let all my friends reach out to me." <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know? You know what I'm saying? Like and we do we do similar stuff on our websites and things like that, and I talked a little bit about that uh during my keynote, you know, like if it's if you're including something on your website that you wouldn't say in real life, you know, it doesn't belong there, yeah, right? right? So, I don't know. I I think one of the things that's just so refreshing about this is just the fact that you're you're, you know, taking normal you know, relationships, normal things that you would do during relationships and applying it to something like Instagram. I know people are probably asking themselves because you do, you follow the max amount of people, you follow 7,500 right. people. I'm sure that people are asking themselves, okay, so I have a, a an ideal bride or client in my mind. How do I go and find that person? Yeah, great question. So if you have an ideal client and bride in mind, then you know where they go. So for me, like my target bride goes to Bank of America stadiums on Sundays and they go to the Panthers games. And so what I do is I go to the location services and I type in Bank of America stadium or Hornets, you know, like Spectrum Center or even like the bars I know that they go to. All of my clients, really interesting, are like doctors, lawyers, dentists, but are super cool down to earth doctors, lawyers, dentists, business people. And so they go to like really cool bars. They don't go to like, you know, like I lived in Greensboro and when I was in college, I went to Green Street. You know, like they don't go to Green Street. Like they go to places <laughs> like like Ink and Ivy and things like that. And so I will actually search in the locations, Ink and Ivy. I know exactly what my target bride looks like too. And all of you guys do too. You're kidding yourself if you don't have like an idea of what you want your ideal bride to look like. And so like, and that could be tattooed and that could be whatever you want it to be. Black, white, Asian, it doesn't matter. And that's the great thing about Instagram. And so like I go through and I will find, and if you look through the 7,500 people I find, you will see my target bride. And so like I go through there. <laughs> And I look at them, I click on their photo and I go to their profile and I like like the next seven photos that they have because I want them to see me. And then I will keep going through. And if they have a group of friends that look like they would be my target bride, I'll click on that photo, look at their tags and I'll do the same exact thing to their friends. And then sometimes people will go, well, Devin, what if it's a private account? Do you follow the private accounts as well? And I say yes, 100% of the time, because then it's a little bit different. Like the girl who didn't have a private account, I could, my follow could get lost in her likes and she would no, which is why I do a bunch of them and she wouldn't even see that follow. But if it's a private account, she now has to go to my account, look at my work and decide if she wants to allow me to follow her or not. There is a much higher chance that that person's going to follow me because they've gone to my account, looked at my work than if like I just showed up as a follow in their feed. And I feel like that that uh, situation, like requesting to follow a private account feels so much more awkward than it actually is in, in, in real uh, life, right? Yeah. 
and I think it's normal to her. It's normal to her because she has to she has to approve every single yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like it's different. But one thing that I really appreciated you you saying is you know what's the worst thing that's going to happen? It's the internet, bro. It's not yeah. like it's not like it's not like she, knows, she even knows where you live. Like she, she knows nothing the about you. The worst thing that's going to happen is she doesn't accept your, right. your your invite. You know, and, 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 and I've had that, and I've and yeah, I've exactly. requested again. <laughs> I've done that plenty of you, times. Yeah, on the second time, do they do? Yeah, do I actually usually... have had them. Yeah, 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 they have. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think it's good to reinforce. Like, have you ever had anybody like call you out? Like anybody who you're following, anybody who you're you're messaging and being like, "Oh no, this this is this is you know not right," or you know whatever, or stop <laughs> stop messaging me or whatever. Never, like literally never. I think I've had one person block me ever, ever in like the yeah. four three or four years I've done this, and like. Who cares? It's a block. Like, it's not like I'm like, oh my gosh, she blocked me. <laughs> and that's, it's well over 75, of well over 7,500 people, you know? That's so, right. that's yeah, right. that's, that's, uh, that's incredible. So, as far as the time that you spend doing this, like, what is that? Like, is there a strategy there? Are you, and the other thing too is like, at some point you have to decide to unfollow people because, you know, you, you can only follow up to 7,500. So what does that process look like too? I guess let's start with the time it takes you to do this. Yeah. Great question. Love that. Okay. So I'm actually going to show you how much time it takes me. I'm actually going to specifically go to my screen time app and, um, and I challenge Davey, I challenge you to do this too. Okay. So like I, uh, I challenge you to go to your screen time app because, Oof. and for everybody, because like, they're going to listen to this and they're going to go, Whoa, that's a lot of time on Instagram. Maybe. So if I go to, let's take, uh, let's take, well, this week, this week we're on a Thursday. So let's take last week, a full week. Um, last week as a total, I spent seven hours and 27 minutes on Instagram, uh, which is an hour and three minutes a day, which sounds like a lot. Um, but I think a lot of people spend a lot more time and a lot of time on Instagram in general and don't make nearly as much money as I make on it. So like this becomes marketing for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so that's just marketed time for me. And you don't have to, you don't have to let me know how much, you, how much you spend. But like, I, I just challenge people to look at theirs uh, before being like, that's a lot of time you spend on Instagram a day, Devin. When it's like you do too, but you don't realize it. Now mine is also spread out throughout the day where like, um, I've gotten this thing down to where like, man, I scroll, like scroll, like scroll, like scroll, like scroll, like I see something that I have like a keyboard shortcut for, I'll put a keyboard shortcut, scroll, like scroll, like keyboard shortcut. And then I, and then I go into the stories and like people post in the stories specifically to be engaged with. And it's way more personable in the DMS. Like sometimes if I know somebody has a huge following and they get engaged, I'll DM them their own post of them getting <laughs> engaged with my keyboard shortcut on it so that they see it and it doesn't get lost in the hundreds and hundreds of comments they have. <laughs> I do. I feel like you've taken this to a whole new level. You've taken the Instagram strategy to a, to a whole new level as far as like following. Yeah. As far as following, unfollowing people, how do you decide like, okay, this, maybe it's a lead that's not going anywhere. I assume that after people get married, you probably don't want to unfollow them because they're past clients. Nah, bro. So, nah, bro. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. My clients, I don't unfollow. But if I see like, look, the moment, the second I see that somebody I was following got their engagement photos done by somebody else. And I'm super petty with this. I'll like hard eyes their photo and then unfollow them right away. <laughs> I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. Well, you could have had me unfollow. <laughs> hey, but you do leave them with um, the hard eyes emoji. I do. I Look, I do leave them with the hard eyes. You're right. That's you're right. right. Um, and so I do that. And that tends to balance it out. But then sometimes when I go on like following sprees, 
I either have to go back and like unfollow people, but there is an app. It's called Cleaner or something like that. And um, it allows you to look up people who have been inactive for the past 30 or 60 days. It takes a long time for it to populate that. Uh, and then I will actually go through that list because some of those people that are inactive, I've still created pretty good relationships with. So I have to go through that list whitelist those people that I want to keep in there and then delete the the ones that I don't really care about anymore that have been inactive. Awesome. And is there anything is there anything else about this strategy that that I haven't brought up that's worth mentioning um, uh, before we start to wrap up here? I think like there's there's never you know my wife and this is like a really popular popular thing to say now but it says like um, if in a world where you could be anything, be kind. And so one thing where I that I really love to do is I'll slide into the DMs with the keyboard shortcut. And it just says like, and these are for people that I've already established like a pretty decent relationship with. And it is say like, hey, I hope you have an amazing day today. You just popped up in my feed and I, I just know nothing but great things are in store for you today. So have an awesome day. And the, the response to that has been incredible for me. Like people being like, I needed that today. That was so amazing. Thank you. One girl was like, my grandfather just died and I really needed that. And like, so for me as a brand to do that, those people aren't hiring anybody else, nobody, because their friends aren't even doing that. And so for a brand to do that, I think means a lot. And so like in a world where you could be anything, where you could do anything with your social media, be kind, um, because it's a world where like social media now is becoming filled with with hate and with um, people just putting each other down. And so stick out in, in a good way like that. I guess I do have one, uh, at least one follow-up question here. Uh, as far as uh, the Instagram strategy goes for your brand. Is this mostly or all you reaching out or do your uh, associates do anything similar? No, this is just me. This is just me. Okay, awesome. So um, p- people may come in through that and then book, end up being booked with one of your associates. Yeah, so I put, and some people will discourage against this, but I put on my initial inquiry form. Oh, also y'all, y'all, some of y'all that turn people away in the DMs and they're like, oh, your listeners gonna hate me, man. Hey, look, just, let's, just so y'all know listeners, I keep it like 100 all the time. This is like how you hear me right now. This is how I'm in person. This is how I am in my groups. I just, I don't have a filter and I don't care. Um, now I try to be nice though, but, um, <laughs> but like for people who put it in their like bios and they're like, for inquiries, don't DM me, like email me. I'm like, you're just creating a ridiculous barrier for people to book you. Like let them DM you. They, they won't hate you because this is something that I've said multiple times. Like if you're going to show up somewhere, then you need to expect to interact right. with that person. You know, and, and that's a grand irony, right? Is that uh, people will complain about low engagement on Instagram, but then it's, or Facebook or whatever it might be. And then they'll get a Facebook message and it's like, ah, oh, I, you know, I see this post. I feel like I see this post uh, at least once a month in f- a random Facebook groups, um, you know, for uh, photographers in particular, where it's like, this bride reached out to me on Facebook message. And like, I really wish she would fill out my <laughs> contact form. Like, how do I get her to go fill out my contact form? And I just think to myself, like, you know, all of, we're, we're all looking for work, <laughs> you know, like this is you show it up on Facebook or you show up on Instagram because you want somebody to inquire and book with you. Like, and if you're showing up there, you should be responding there as well. So send her an email back and start a conversation just as you would over email. And then at some point you can say, Hey, I think the best way for us to stay organized is like, can I, I would say, can I send you yep. an email? You know, and then that way you move the conversation over to where you where you want it. So I don't think anybody listening out there, this is that's not the first time they've heard that. Um, the other thing too, I, I want to say is you are yes, absolutely one hundred percent. You know what you see on stage at United is what you see or is what you get one on one with you and what you get in your Facebook group. But you have been 
nothing but kind. Oh, you know, I feel so, like yeah. people use that. I just don't want people to get the wrong impression where, you know, because you sometimes you sometimes hear people say, oh, yeah, yeah, I just keep it real. I don't care what other people think or whatever. Uh, and it's an excuse to be a jerk. And I just, you know, like I've never had an interaction with you where I felt like, okay, he's just being a oh, jerk. Man, thank you. So I appreciate that. I do appreciate yeah, I do appreciate that. I, I want people to know that. Hey, um, real quick, my response to people that do DM me in the or they do send me inquiries in the DM, I do say I say like, hey, like I get real personal. I go, oh my gosh, th- like I am over the moon excited to get this like message. This is insane. Love following you. And then I say, um, what is your date and like so like what's your date and location? I want to make sure in your email. I want to make sure we're available. And then I say, but if you do have time, something that really helps is if you fill out this form because on that form I also say like I differentiate between me and my prices and my my mm-hmm. associates' prices. So like that right. Right there helps to helps to like pre-qualify them for the fact that they may not be able to afford me, but you can have my associates. And so people generally come in and don't have an issue with that at all because it is, I'm building a very personal brand where they're like, Devin, 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 Devin. And then how do you translate that, translate that into associates? And so that's one way I do that. And there's a couple other ways, but that's not what this episode's about. I am interested in that because, uh, because this is you on Instagram. This is you building the relationship with people. I have to imagine that some of that revenue are, are people who have booked because of Instagram, but ended up with one of your associates. I would say that probably, uh, and this might not seem intuitive to people, but I, I think it is. If you think about it, uh, people have built so much trust with, with you that if you tell them, Hey, my associates are awesome. You know, like they've been trained up by me. Uh, you're still getting, you know, the, the anchor and veil experience people are going to transfer that trust to your associates. And that's, and that's the exact wording that I use. And so I talk to all of them. Like I do. So people would be like, man, you talk to every single inquiry that comes in. I do because we're such a personal brand. I have to transfer that trust. Now I've got it down to a absolute science where it's like a 14 to 15 minute conversation. And I never talk to that client ever again. And it's like, but I, in that conversation, I transfer the trust to my photographers by saying they are trained by me, we have a dedicated editor, and then I say I am going to hand select, like based off of our conversation, I'm going to hand select the photographer that I think is best for you. Mm. And then that, I mean, and then that for them, they're like, oh, done, okay, cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, um, I think it's so important, especially uh, if you're going to do work um, at volume like you do, Devin. Uh, to have those systems in place that that you have, because otherwise you would spend an inordinate amount of time uh, on Instagram, you know, without keyboard shortcuts, um, oh talking to brides. If you're if you're the one talking to every single couple that comes in through the door, so I think it's so important to have systems like that. They can feel, I think, at the outset when we when we hear about them, it can feel impersonal, um, but. I think there's still a way to make it very personal to, yep. to, to treat people as you would in any other relationship. Uh, but, you know, for the sake of um, just our sanity uh, to make it efficient. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, I feel like there are so many other aspects of business that uh, at some point we'll need to talk about. Um, so, yeah, hopefully business. at some point I'll have to I'll, I'll be able to get you back on uh, the podcast and hopefully it won't take another, you know, 60 episodes or whatever we're at right now. I really appreciate your time. Could you tell people where they can learn uh, a bit more about you? Yeah, my my education group. Just go to the like it literally is everything. I mean, I don't hold anything back in there. Mm. Um, I will post graphs. I will post whatever. And I also have a whole section in the unit section. It's like a mini workshop that walks you through. It's like 10 or 15 videos of just a lot of content. And they're all like eight to 10 minute videos. They're not like an hour long, but they all like really good videos. I think I, I think they're well done. And have a lot of information for you in there. And it's all free. So just join that Facebook group anchored 
education or anchoredfp.com. Awesome. And if you have questions about this uh, episode, feel free to leave them in the comments of the show notes or, you know, head on over to uh, Devin's Facebook group and post them there. He shows up again. One of the things I like about his Facebook group is that he actually shows up on a consistent uh, basis, answering questions, uh, interacting with the people in that group. So I'd love to hear my, I'd love to hear what you, what you think, especially about this Instagram strategy, because I just think it's so different uh, than everything else out there. So thanks again for your time, Devin. Hey, Kim, man. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to deviancrista.com. 